0: Hey everyone, this is Lindsay Infinity. Um, welcome to episode five. It's been a little while. This episode is uh, about that all that is bittersweet, and um, it's a time of year in Portland where it's late September and it's turning fall. Um, so it's the end of summer and the beginning of fall. And I just happened to explore this idea one night, um, had a conversation with someone and, um, I'd like to share where we went with you all. Um, I also want to just preface this by saying that, um, as an empath and a highly sensitive person, I experienced a plethora of crazy emotions uh, right before the equinox. Uh, and um, kind of, it was really weird, made some rash decisions, made some changes and um, saged my entire apartment and um, did kind of a cleansing and, and now I'm feeling back back to normal. Um, like as in the bounce back happened, the resiliency happened, and I'm only saying this because it's part of what's bittersweet. I mean, it's all a process and remembering the ebb and flow and to not discredit the moments of intimacy you have because they're temporary. I guess that's where I want to, what I want to say about this. Um. Yeah. So, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Um. So the topic of today is bittersweet. Is that what we're doing?
1: Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. We're gonna do heart chakra, but
0: but Adrian's heart chakra is completely shut That's off. fucking
1: bullshit.
0: So we. No, that's do bullshit.
1: That. And yours (laughs) isn't. And yours
0: isn't? No, mine is totally
1: (laughs) old. Uh-huh. I don't
0: have any issues at all. (laughs) Bittersweet.
1: (laughs) Like. Well, I mean, that that kind of works together, right? Bittersweet? Well, no. Like, heart chakra and bittersweet.
0: Yeah. I think
1: it's kind of. Do you know? It holds hands. I thought you
0: didn't. It holds hands with bittersweet heart chakra. Why do you say that?
1: Well, if you open up your heart chakra to somebody, because that's what you have to do, right?
0: Unless you're a person that has a very open one.
1: Yeah. Well, you're still opening it up to the world.
0: Yeah. Why is that bittersweet?
1: Because the world will fucking destroy you.
0: The world will fucking destroy you. <laughs>
1: that's
0: your thought. That's the topic.
1: You do you don't agree?
0: No, I completely agree. (laughs) (laughs) And the world hurts
1: like a bitch. So if you are one of those people whose heart chakra is open all the time, what is your defense mechanism?
0: If you are one of those people? Yeah. Your defense mechanism, I think, is to have your heart chakra open all the time, right? Because if you are intimate with every single person, don't you know this as an intimacy?
1: Aficionado? Yes. So to speak.
0: We could say that. Like
1: a cigar aficionado. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. And so it's kind of weird that you tell me that mine is closed. Yeah. Because I am so intimate with... A lot of the people that I interact with.
0: True. Maybe I the don't. people that have open heart chakras don't really, though. And I think they do.
1: No, I think that's bullshit.
0: No, I seriously can think of one person in particular that has a very open heart chakra, like, too much, so.
1: <laughs> how, well, how does that work for that person?
0: I don't know, she just told me that she had too much of a heart chakra thing going on, and I believe her.
1: And you know her well?
0: Um, I don't know her well, but I've known, kind of, like, I've known her long enough. We're not, like, close friends, but when she told me that, nothing in me doubted that. Hmm. You know?
1: Do you know what she's like with other people?
0: Kind of. Kind of. I mean, I think she's one of those people that... Like really gets people to want to be with her and only her, monogamously. And then she's like, "But I'm Polly, <laughs> Like she would be one of those people that would schedule like to cut <laughs> someone's hair, and she'd be like she'd come over to. This happened to my friend who will remain nameless. But like she came over to my friend's house and like fucked, but was like, "I have a hair appointment." At 8.30, <laughs> so we have to get this taken care of between 6 and 7.45. In the morning? At night. Okay. <laughs> and snapping her fingers. Yeah. So it does, I think that that was real. And, yeah, I think she made my friend feel really into her. She's also, like, I think the opposite of me, this person. What does that mean? It means, like... She's just the opposite of me. Like, my heart chakra is in the total opposite field. Like, where... But her third eye is completely blocked. I
1: I would have to look at it the same as I look at everything else, which is very... I mean, there's a lot of variables.
0: To heart chakras?
1: What? I mean, I think that everybody... There would be a difference for everybody. Here's a question
0: for you. What's a bittersweet memory you have of... Like between Jesus. the ages of listen between the ages of 11 and 15 that you're willing to share.
1: Do you want me to get real deep
0: with it? Sure.
1: Real, real fucking deep. Yeah. All right. Um. This is kind of fucked up.
0: Okay. We can always edit it out. We as I don't need, I don't
1: need you to do that. That's up to you. But I don't need that. Okay. Um. When I was 14, my, my dad had a stroke, mm-hmm. but I was at school, I was, it was like my freshman year in high school, I was at school at the time when it happened, and I was in gym class. I, like, we came in from lunch, and my PE teacher told me that I needed to meet somebody out in the front of school, like one of my parents, not a specific parent, but one of my parents needed to meet me outside of school. And I thought it was my mom, because my mom had MS. Mm -hmm. And from a very young age, I was told that she could, like, fall back into paralysis or die or whatever. (laughs) So I thought that my mom was in the hospital, and I sat out in front of my high school, hoping... That it wasn't my mom, so I was way closer with my mom than I was with my dad. So I sat out in front waiting to fucking find out which of my parents was in the hospital, and it was my dad. My mom picked me up, and that is bittersweet. You want me to talk about that more? Yeah. Okay. Um, you want like the full experience of that?
0: Sure. What was day? Bitters- what was bittersweet about it?
1: Well, I was happy because it wasn't my mom. I was kind of elated, but one of my parents is in the fucking hospital, like in ICU. And I've always been, always glad that it wasn't my mom. And that is kind of saying a lot, actually. (laughs) But he had a major stroke, like it was, they operated on him for six hours or something. Yeah. Did he get
0: his movement back? No. Hmm.
1: He was paralyzed on his right side. Uh, But they took me, they thought he was going to fucking die. Like, that was, like, they straightened the fuck up, thought he was going to die. They took me to ICU. They had me in a room with him while he was having, like, seizures from the stroke and like i watched i was watching him i was watching him die i think i was watching a part of him die because he was never the same after that and mm. i was like in this room with him and he was on the fucking gurney and He looked at me, but looked through me like he, he, you know, he didn't fucking know I was there. How could he? He was having a massive brain embolism, basically. So, but I saw, like, I saw that part of, I saw what I knew my father to be die And they operated on him, and then he was like not dead. <laughs> but he was a completely different entity as a human being, you know? And his right side was paralyzed until he died. And yeah, and he was just like, it, it wasn't the same at all. But it was bittersweet because it wasn't my mom. And I don't think that I ever would have traded that experience for my mother, you know? hmm. But it was fucked up because that was, he was like the strong parent.
0: My he was the one that was supposed to be. paralysis, okay. this is kind of a. She had jamboree. do you know what
1: that is? Mm-mm. I've never I heard was of like that.
0: 15 or 16. Yeah, if you actually look her name up on Google, you will find the no shit. precedent of the only case that student loans have ever been, <laughs> uh, what's it called, released, or whatever. Like Wait, were, what is were, it called? Well, I don't want to say her name. On the no,
1: no, not her, but what's the name?
0: G- 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 Giambere. She got her student loans completely, like pardoned because of medical bills and it's the only case wow. in history to ever done it. it set a precedent That's yeah fucking
1: crazy yeah what is Jambering? it
0: well it's the paralysis of um it's it's a lot of pain but then it results in a paralysis pretty much of her entire left side oh I my remember, god yeah, like i remember it was years of the whole thing to take place uh, Andy Warhol actually not Andy Warhol. <laughs> uh, Andy
1: Griffith. <laughs> Griffith? It's
0: Andy Griffith? Andy Griffith just had as weird. it. It's like one in two. Andy Griffith had, had it I know. Like, I just know that. But I remember my mom I remember my mom being like, she doesn't handle that shit very well, and this is her sister anyway. And yeah, I remember that being a, I had to build a ramp and she stayed with us for a while, but I was—I guess I was sixteen or so. She's fine now. I mean, it passed, but she remembers the pain a lot, you know. It passed. Yeah.
1: It was just done. Yeah. Jean it doesn't. Was just Bur- done.
0: Yeah, like it takes over your body, and then years later, <laughs> what? You're that's okay. fucking crazy. Yeah. So it's
1: just like this, like spur of the moment neurological problem yeah. that people have, and Andy Griffith had that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Matlock. I mean, I'm really actually fascinated by bodies. Like, my office mate and I were talking about phantom limbs. Yeah, phantom limbs. She was like, limbs. she was giggling and all giddy, and it was like, what's going on? And <laughs> she was like, I was just looking up prosthetics. <laughs> <laughs> she got really No, it's not, giddy. but she has a, like, she turns everything into a giddy joke because I think she's just, <laughs> like, she, limbs. she just, yeah, she just doesn't have a way to, like, deal with it. <laughs> Deal with whatever <laughs> so anyway she came back all giddy about that and then we were talking we started talking She's like, like "Shark shark eat me then I would deserve it. I would get one of those prosthetics with- that you could put heels on and she was that like I definitely would lose a leg over any other ligament and we started talking about oh dude that. I, would
1: lose, I would left arm all the way. I don't know uh, left arm all the way
0: I don't know like
1: I'm a fucking dancer dude I can't
0: handle not having a leg uh, you're a dancer.
1: Yes. In my heart. In your car? In my heart. In your heart. And no, I don't have a, a car in their heart. No, that's
0: not true. That is true. No. A that, heartbeat is a dance. That's not
1: fucking true at all.
0: Okay. Episode later. Dancing.
1: Oh, we're going to talk about that later? Yeah. All right. But. Can talk about that for a really long time.
0: Yeah, I know. Because everything is dance. Anyway, <laughs> she, she just went, anyway, she just went off and then we started talking about Pantone lens and. This is a tangent, but that you can, like, feel pain from a limb that is no longer there. Yeah, no,
1: that's, that's like, a scientific
0: fact. Yeah, and then I was reading Um, this yoga article about this yoga teacher that had a missing limb, and she specialized in that. And I thought that was really cool. Like, as someone that deals with people with disabilities, I like to hear about alternative ways of, like,
1: being independent, you know? Mm -hmm. It's quite interesting. Uh, This woman that I work with, she decided to laser all of her fucking hair off.
0: Like, all of her body <laughs> hair.
1: So once I went <clears throat> and met her at the bar that she likes to frequent in my old neighborhood, and uh, she told me that she lasered all of her all of her body hair off. Like, all of it. That was bittersweet for you. No, it wasn't bittersweet, but I was like, do you have phantom pubic hair?
0: I really wanted what? to. Go.
1: Phantom pubes.
0: Yeah, she and the answer was no. It was yes. What?
1: She feels the tingling. That's ridiculous. No, she fucking feels that shit, because. Think about it. Just think about it. Just fucking think about it. It's still a body part. It might not be a limb, but it grows. It grows constantly.
0: And to not have it grow.
1: Yeah, to not have it grow. To just have the the growth stunted completely. Like, over the whole area, she totally has fans pubic there
0: So you and I have talked about, Sun. well, we haven't really talked about it, but <laughs> the Sunday feeling? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, oh yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. So the Sunday feeling is really bittersweet. Oh,
1: uh, yeah.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, I,
1: I have a way of dealing with that, but... What do you do? I, I, I listen... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I cry on Tuesdays.
0: To deal with Sundays?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It it feels perfect.
0: That's a good thing to do. It's good to have a ritual to do.
1: I don't do it enough, but it feels perfect when I do it. There's something about jazz that is so fucking Sunday morning.
0: Do you feel like it's soothing? Because what is it? It's not even soothing. Explain the Sunday feeling to our listeners, like all one of them being you. It's it's incredibly
1: bittersweet. What's more bittersweet than a Sunday?
0: But why do you say that?
1: I I don't even know how to. I mean,
0: I know articulate that. We have the anticipation think, of the week,
1: and that's just bitter.
0: Yeah, but and then the weekend ending,
1: which is also bitter. What what I don't understand, I think, is what is sweet, and I think maybe it's the relaxation. Yeah. Like it's just the, The calm. Yeah. It's just calm. That's what's sweet. And I think it's very strange from a philosophical point of view. Like, why? Why? Why the fuck is Sunday calm? Why is that? Yeah. Because it's the day of rest. Like, religiously. Yeah. And... Not every religion. There's, like, a lot of Asian religions don't recognize Sunday at all. Uh, I don't think... Like, Islam doesn't recognize Sunday either, but... Most Western Christianity bullshit, like that's their jam,
0: except Judaism, which is Saturday. The, but yeah, the, no, it's a, it's yeah.
1: There's something about it. No,
0: there is, and then the fact, like, my mom lived in Birmingham, Alabama, oh, in, Jesus in the sixties and seventies.
1: Yeah, I bet that was <laughs> in the sixties <'60s> and seventies. <laughs> it's a hotbed.
0: Yeah. Well, she was telling me, and my aunt too, that. Like, this Sunday was always, like, this weird day because the mail wouldn't come and none of the shops were open. And it was just, like, this day you had to deal with, like... And if you didn't have a family that was, like, functional, then you had to deal with the dysfunction on this level that was, like... No shit. You know? I've never heard that before. That's very interesting. So, they are fucked up on Sundays. (laughs) And they, they rubbed it off on me. And, like, I, in turn, like... I do have Saturdays and Sundays off, but, like, Sundays are always, unless it's a three-day weekend, which is which is what, that's kind of cool, that, like, it's Sunday today, but it doesn't I have really a
1: four-day f- weekend.
0: Oh. You, uh, you had Friday?
1: No, Monday. Tomorrow. It's Labor Day.
0: Yeah, but that's a three-day weekend. Oh, you have I a four-day because you don't work Friday. Well, I
1: worked on Friday, but it was, it doesn't even matter. Whatever. Um,
0: but it's Sunday today, but it's not a traditional Sunday. So we're talking about the Sunday. No, feeling. it feels like
1: Saturday. Yeah. So
0: that's interesting. But that's
1: fucked up. When something, any other day of the week can feel like anything at all. Like but when a Sunday when, feels yeah, like a, a Saturday. Yeah, when a Sunday feels like a Saturday or a Sunday fucks- feels like a Monday. Up. Yeah, it totally does. There's something about Sunday that's, it, it, it's really weird. So
0: tomorrow should be your chill day then.
1: Yeah, tomorrow will be my chill day. There's coffee
0: and jazz. Hopefully. It's just interesting that we're talking about this on a Sunday. To probably no one but me. Um, so bittersweet, your first loves are bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> or just awful.
1: No, it wasn't awful, but I wouldn't say it was bittersweet either. It was, um, it's not that impressive.
0: No, but like, I'm not talking about, not first loves, like real loves, but like puppy love or something like that. That's kind of bittersweet, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's what people say about it. You don't feel that way? Nah. Oh. Because I've had something so much more potent than that.
0: With sour...
1: Sour... saccharine. I think that... Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like, once you have something that is so fucking beautiful and so horrible at the same time, like, everything else is eclipsed by it, you know? Yeah. So, first love, fuck that shit. That's a cliche that doesn't always apply. It doesn't always apply.
0: The most beautiful and the most tragic story ever told.
1: What? (laughs) Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, yeah,
0: relationship what kind of relationship
1: all relationships
0: like even platonic one
1: yeah because you meet a a friend and it's platonic but it's like a beautiful beginning you know it's just like a romantic relationship yeah like the chemicals fire see you're all heart chakra right now am I yeah that's good that is good I'm happy about that
0: yeah you can access that Mean,
1: I mean, I've, I've had plenty of friends where you're like, you're making a connection, and you know it's plutonic, you know that, you know you're not going to have sex with this person, you just are fascinated by them, you want to be around them, you want to like have mini conversations with them, so many conversations, and that releases whatever chemical in your brain, so it's the same as a relationship, it's the same as a romantic relationship, it's just without the sex. <laughs> Why is that funny? It's the fucking truth. It's
0: not that funny. I'm just lapcom. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, okay, so what else? So the end of summer is awesome. Uh, well, I don't have to go to school, so. Do you remember that feeling when uh, you were a kid? Yes, I do. Oh. I, I still have dreams about it. You do? Like mm-hmm. a panic dream? Yeah. What happens in your dream? Uh, I have to go back to school. And you're like, Fuck.
1: And I'm always late to class. And it's it's just a stress dream every time, you know. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of stress dreams. When I do, it's about school.
0: That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember that feeling going back to school, and it was always kind of like fun because maybe you would get school supplies. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: guess it was more bitter than sweet for me.
0: (laughs) Everything is more bitter than sweet for you. That's not true. Can you think of a better sweet moment that was more sweet than better?
1: Uh, one of my relationships.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I mean, well. It's kind of hard to say. It's it's equally
0: bitter and sweet. But everything else has been more bitter? No. I think that there's a real... I just
1: learn a lot of shit from my experiences. Yeah, that's good. I would say if... if there's one thing that's been more better. It's my relationship with my sister. There's no sweetness to that whatsoever.
0: Do you talk to her?
1: No. Fuck her. No. 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 Never. Okay. <laughs>
0: Got that. <laughs> no. <I didn't... laughs> you start singing the gremlin song in a second start spreading
1: the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that is like the most bitter relationship I've ever had in my life. hmm Yeah. Well,
0: I think when school started, yeah, that was bittersweet for me, too. I don't know, I think the lesbian community or the queer feminine community or whatnot is kind of bittersweet, too. The...
1: the, the there's a relationship, there's relativity there, but it, it's not, I'm not passionate about it.
0: Have you, how long has it been since you've been to like a woman-only event? I have no idea. Okay. The reason I'm bringing this up is because the last time I went out dancing at one, I left thinking that the, le, the, like the lesbian community, or really women or whatever, Is one of the most beautiful and tragic things ever. (laughs) No, really. Like, because of exactly what you're saying, like, I don't feel this community at all. In Mm -mm. fact, I often, um, yeah, often feel, especially since I go there alone, I often feel that um, I just feel kind of, like, out, because it's very clicky, and so... yeah and I don't don't like that and I don't get along with that yeah but I love dancing but I but it was hot because there were like all these women everywhere making out and that was really it's like it's like this part of me I need to be around and I need to have and I don't always have it in a one-on-one context I really don't because I like that's fair you know and I have like I have friends but they're not really like queer friends like I mean, my office mate, but we're not really friends. She's with a woman, but she's not really queer. <laughs> she's like one of the straightest people I know, but she's with a woman. It's really weird. But I don't feel that community, and so that's interesting that you say that because I've thought about that often and how, like, women are so beautiful and tragic at the same time, like, in general, because you just want so much more of it. Like, you would hope that, like, an event like that, you just feel connected with everyone, and yeah. there wouldn't be these clips. Well, that's the There that's wouldn't be these the scenes. And it
1: is a scene. Yeah. It's absolutely a and scene. And I
0: don't do scenes. And that was one of the reasons I did so well in Hawaii, because it was too fucking small to have a scene. And, like, you just had to deal with the aina and in the ocean, and that was your scene. I guess, it like, I mean, was a certain amount of
1: Yeah.
0: But, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So I hear that. I think that,
1: I mean, I was like 18 when I found the rave scene, and I went to the underage gay club. Girl, I know. get up on that I gotta, mic. i <laughs> getting it real close to the computer. Um, but I went to the underage gay club, and I didn't, it, it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. It felt inorganic. It didn't feel inorganic, it just didn't feel substantial. hmm Like, there was nothing that I was passionate about. Except sleeping with women. There has to be more than that.
0: Like, a, a connection. Yeah, there has
1: to be a common ground. And that, I think, is my issue with the gay scene, is the common ground is sleeping with each other.
0: And that doesn't...
1: No, I want music. I think. Basically, yeah. or something else like art or literature, something or, else that
0: you connect with, yeah, and find community with, yeah,
1: yeah. But just sex is not—it's not enough.
0: Mm. No, I think what you say is really interesting about that because, like, I think it is really bittersweet, especially as someone that doesn't feel connected at all to my family. I feel like it is. I've struggled with that a lot, like finding community, and then like when I think, like, yeah, it's, I. Was bittersweet to man. me, I can think of now, is when I moved to Portland, I used to be a performer, so I'm a lot different than I used to be, like, five years ago. When I first moved to Portland, I was really into performance art, and, like, I got involved in the spoken word scene and the poetry scene. Boring. <laughs> ah, she's yawning. And
1: she's, <laughs> no, 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 I'm
0: not bored at all. That's what I used to be into, though. I would go, like, perform my shit and, like, a lot. And then I found, I really felt like I found a community. I was like, these people understand me. It was awesome. And then it just kind of, like, dissipated, and I realized that these people weren't my community at all. But that would be the closest. And it wasn't queer, you know, but it was rooted in art. and like Yeah, so most there's, writers ge- there's
1: generally you- queer people
0: yeah. hanging or around. Or at least, like, open to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it had its own it's good issues. good enough for me. Yeah, it had its own issues. I mean, I had a guy, like, I got in an argument with a guy named Shipwreck. <laughs> because he said something like, why don't you want a dick in your mouth? And I was like, because. He said that to you? Yeah. Because he was like, he was like, a dick in your mouth. I was like because a dick in my mouth. Because the worst thing ever. Because <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. I was like because a dick in my mouth is not the same thing as a strap on in my mouth, and he got really mad at that. He didn't like that at all. Of course he didn't like that. So I anyway I said that that was different, and yeah, and he didn't like that. And that was when I was like oh yeah, there's a lot of like dudes in this group that I don't really feel. Comfortable or safe around. So I have this thing with safety. Like, I don't really feel safe in a mixed audience. But at the same time, I don't really feel safe in a woman-only environment either. I feel safer in a mixed audience. In a way, I do too. Because I'm way less insecure. Like, if I were to go into a space that was neutral. It wasn't homophobic, but it was, like, neutral. Mm Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. would be more confident than if I went into a women-only space because okay. I feel this weird... i definitely felt that way before. Yeah. And what the, is that about? I don't
1: know. I mean, the rave scene is very much like that. It's very neutral. Like, you can do whatever the fuck you want, basically. You can wear a giant robot suit and walk around and feed people ecstasy or not do that at all. I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want, basically. You can be queer as shit in the rave scene. Yeah. And there's not, it, it, it's not under the pretext of sex. It's under the pretext of strange. You know, and I think that was what was so attractive to me about it. Because it was just a bunch of fucking freaks. Yeah. You know, like people who were outcasted in high school.
0: Right. She is that's
1: how I felt. And so I like, but then it's also yeah. like the music uh, thing, like I... Like I just. So really if you were having sex with someone and they had an Ani
0: DeFranco tattoo. Okay with that. Lyric, on their body, or you were just lyric, make say you were just lyric. say you were just making out. No, it's several Ani DeFranco tattoos. Actually.
1: This is like a Portlandia escape.
0: Well, say that happened. It like, to like you.
1: literally is a Portlandia escape. <laughs> say that happened to you. Well,
0: that's fine. You wouldn't like throw off your game a little bit. Come on, it's a little bit of a turn off,
1: isn't it? <laughs> a little tiny bit. Okay. But if I really like that person, I mean, I, I... No, you
0: didn't really like them. You, you oh, just I didn't. I didn't really like just met them, just met really them like on okay Cupid. actually, is what
1: well, you Well, I feel like...
0: Okay, stupid.
1: <laughs> I feel like... I mean, you know how I feel about this. Like, I told you, transparency...
0: So you would just say your tattoo has got to go. Past is past.
1: It says chronic on my
0: motherfucking ankle. It does. Say chronic on. It does. On it says mother- chronic on my motherfucking ankle. How can I do? The reason that's funny is because Adrian doesn't. I don't smoke weed. At all. All. I don't
1: smoke weed. It should say acid or what? I don't know.
0: Anything else? Any,
1: well, you could hmm. even
0: say dicks, and it would be more accurate.
1: <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> I smoke way more pot than I smoked pole. Oh. <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> So, you were saying something interesting. I don't know. You interrupted my interesting statement. I did not.
1: Uh, No, I think that... I really believe that... It's important to accept somebody's past. Like, you should accept that.
0: Well, I accept it. I'm just saying. It would throw off your game a little
1: bit. Well, okay. Here's my thing. (laughs) Like... If you told me right now that you killed somebody in a fit of passion, like you fucking shanked, like you were like, I fucking hate you, and you killed them, uh, I'd be like, what did that feel like? If you were like, I followed fish around the country for seven years, I would be like, I wouldn't want to know. Like,
0: (laughs) that's a good bittersweet saying. (laughs)
1: it's not it has nothing to do with bittersweet I just think that for me personally you can do a lot of things but having terrible taste in music is
0: not one of them yeah if you want adrian's cock in
1: you or your cock in me
0: or in a cock Boy. at all? <laughs> you have to do a prenup before I, you sure. get a cock. By the way, or someone will take your cock. I, yeah, uh, I'm not okay. gonna give your real email address. It was mm. gonna be like suckadick.com. <laughs> uh, <laughs> suck a But if we're gonna get d- suck
1: dicks, dicks. <laughs> <I> suckdicks.com. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. No
0: at sign, just email me and I suck. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> whatever She's you shouldn't should. do that you
1: know you really shouldn't i'll do send that. you a cd with
0: all the edited clips that you want <laughs> yeah. but that that like defeats the purpose i'll, I'll have to it edit it really is i'll have to edit for people oh, listening my God. i'll have to that's edit not, like that's not di- fair
1: at all that's not fair at all to the audience it's totally no, it's
0: not. You don't even know what you're talking about right now. I absolutely know what I'm talking about.
1: It should be what the and fuck ever. being Bittersweet. Fuck off. <laughs> if it's boring, it's boring. If I'm like, you suck my dick like 45 minutes ago, that's not boring. That's fucking awesome. And I know I sound like a dude, so gonna be confused, but <laughs> I'm not a dude. I have a vagina, and she sucked my fucking strap on. So that's like a thing, <laughs> and that happened. <laughs> and you should not delete that out. It's kind of amazing. So,
0: so have an organ. Why do you think? <laughs> why do you think that sucking a strap on is so different than sucking a dick? Well,
1: there's no ejaculation.
0: The phallus Smells also different. much better. <laughs> much the phallus better. doesn't actually feel. So all of the pleasure is done from giving pleasure, pretty much. I mean, there's yeah, some, no, no, no. but the there's, phallus itself. There's nothing itself. selfish
1: about it. Yeah.
0: It's like a selfless act of cock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's
0: like the lesbian. There's an art. There's no, I'm... There is a really good article called The Lesbian Phallus, and it's in Bodies That Matter by Judith Butler, and I thought when I read it, I was in undergrad, and I thought it was talking about strap-ons, so I read the whole article, like, it was strap-ons, and I was like, I mean, I kind of understand it, but why is she getting so deep and philosophical about this? And my teacher was like, and then halfway through, she's like, Lindsay... You realize that she's talking about power, right? And I was like, uh, No, okay. I don't. I that's... didn't get that at all. I thought she was talking about strap-ons, and it was really funny. You don't look amused, but it was really funny to me. Yeah. So it's like a power thing too. Strap-ons.
1: Yeah, that's like, why it would phallic. be different. I mean,
0: all phallus, I think. I mean, it it is, is. It's power, but it's a unique sort of power. It's a lesbian phallic palette, and I mean, I mean lesbian in the sense of non. I don't. That's not probably the best word to use, but like non, like a different. I don't know what else other word to use because this is the only dynamic I have to go on. So kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel weird saying I'm a lesbian. Weird. But I always feel like I'm giving a
1: part of myself. So there's 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 a give and a take too. Yeah. Like I'm in I'm in control like physically. Motherfucker. I'm in control of... I suckdicks.com. Suck Just go to it. Uh, yeah, there's like... You know, like I'm dominating whatever physically. But there's there's so much vulnerability involved in that.
0: For that me, you do guys have... For me
1: personally, I have no idea. Yeah, I think they do. I think goals are... I mean, I think guys are extremely vulnerable, and they'll never fucking admit it. I think that, I mean, I've hung out with a lot of straight dudes, and... You could say you basically are a straight dude. No, I'm not a fucking straight dude at all, actually. But... I'm just kidding. You're more a straight dude than I Me? am. Me? Yeah.
0: Nah. No, um... <laughs> Me. Uh... I don't think so at all. I'm not a straight dude at all. I think for
1: men, a lot of times, a lot of men that I know, not all of them, but a lot of them, women have more power than they do. They feel lost inside of all of it.
0: Yeah. The guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do too. I think that most... There's always exceptions, but most... Oh yeah, absolutely. Most really...
1: They have no fucking clue what's yeah. going on. They're just yeah. like going along with it. Yeah. So they can get their dick wet. Yeah. And
0: they're like psychosaurus. They, look- they have like a brain in their dick and everything. Yeah,
1: they don't know what the fuck's going at on at the same time. And I feel kind of bad for them because they're just like, like you're I don't a, know.
0: They're kind of at a disadvantage <laughs> yeah, in that
1: way. they kind of are. And I think a lot of dudes would be like, yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just going with it. But. Pussy has this like ultimate power over uh, so many dudes. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, Dan Savage said that he yeah, said no, p- sure. he said I mean, pussy they fucking... is harder. P- pussy is harder to get than dick, and that's just true. That was his quote. Yeah, and that is like except
1: for gay men.
0: Um. Yeah. No.
1: Well, no, no,
0: because no, gay guys dick can get dicks. everywhere. Dick. <laughs> so it's totally true. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't. They just don't have to if you worry think about, about it, like, that. Like
0: gay guys just go down <clears throat> to Sambies and just yeah, they go <laughs> into the woods and,
1: that, and
0: they go to cock rock, and, and you're like, yeah. And women, it's like, holy shit, can I even get a leg? <laughs> You're around this <laughs> fuck. No but I <laughs> like what the fuck no one's even gonna get. Me. No,
1: I think I think that's why I like it though. It's a challenge. Yeah. It's a challenge all right You don't like the challenge?
0: I mean, I do a little. But I also feel like it's annoying. I like I think you are less challenged than me though. Like I'm really, I'm trying to get better at flirting, but I'm just really awkward. Like, I don't. I'd be like,
1: "Fucking flirt?
0: I don't believe you <laughs> at all."
1: I flirt with people that I don't want to have sex with. <laughs> That's a good Ah, uh,
0: no, it's totally com, shitty.
1: It's totally shitty. I suck dicks. I suck dicks. Dot com. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I. But I can say this, like, if I see, if I know what I want, I know exactly how to get it.
0: Yeah. That's usually what, hmm I believe that.
1: It's just kind of obvious to me. I mean, it's, it's all there is to it, I think.
0: Yeah. So the lesbian community is kind of bittersweet.
1: Fuck the lesbian. <laughs> and the
0: challenge... And cha- being challenged sexually or to get what you want is kind of bittersweet, too. Not really.
1: Well, I don't really deal with it a lot.
0: Yeah. I'm just trying I to don't relate m- it back to I the mean, I,
1: Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but I don't know what it's like to navigate that scene that much. Yeah. And it wouldn't even matter because if I saw some... If I saw what I knew I wanted, I would just go for it. And I would get it. And it would not even be part of the scene.
0: Okay. How is that better sweet, Adrian?
1: It's not. Okay. (laughs) Or it will be eventually.
0: (laughs) It crumbles to the ground. Yeah, every
1: time. So good. Because relationships are fucking stupid. Yeah, they're totally dumb.
0: They're totally. Stupid. They. I mean. I mean, they're gonna end at some point.
1: Yeah. Like and, everything. Well, ends. if it doesn't end, because somebody hates it, like somebody's gonna die. Like, <laughs> it's the truth.
0: Yeah, I it's, agree it's, it's with just you. The fucking I truth. think that like, relationships and dating is just like the most.
1: But what do you do otherwise? I mean, we're mammals.
0: You just have to fuck, I think. <laughs> that's my... That's wait, what my... I, I think that's the answer, actually. You just have to fuck.
1: Maybe you're right.
0: I. That's what I'm trying to
1: do. But you gotta, like, wonder why it is this way. I mean... For dudes we don't second guess it, but women have a totally different approach to the they whole do. Situation. I know. My and... counselor was
0: talking about that with me, about how women like she was like if you were with a woman right now, you wouldn't be able to stop talking about how into her you were. <laughs> she was like, because a woman would be there with you. That's what she was saying. Like yeah. women go there with you. Like Yeah. That's and men don't That's come our that jam. Yeah. So Yeah, that is our jam. And um, intimacy is one of those things that's so interesting and it's, it's better sweet. And as somebody that feels, um, very intensely, very intensely, um, for me, intimacy, it almost always means attachment or... mean it's definitely a huge vulnerability and it can be really hard to come back from that you know when you when you put yourself out there and you feel connected either physically or Emotionally or spiritually or whatever it may be because that stuff's all blurry and you can try and have casual sex you can try and be friends only you can try and remain friends after and it's all just kind of bittersweet because I'm not sure that once you've gone somewhere with someone where however that may be physical or spiritual or whatever when you've gone there and you've shared that together I'm not sure it ever really dissipates And that's bittersweet, because there will always be a form of nostalgia for that, which was and can never be. Um, And I think that I just want to say, like, my experiences where I have felt connected and intimate, Um, they've been so beautiful, and they can get so ugly, And it's something that will always perplex me about relationships and sexuality and intimacy and something I don't really quite understand, but it is bittersweet. And I think that what I learned as as we are going into fall here in Portland and the rain is coming and the gray is out, I saw a rainbow the other day. What I've learned is that um, it, the tendency is to shut down, to become bitter, um, to, to be jaded, and the world is so full of that, already, that the most subversive and beautiful thing that you could do is open your heart further, when someone has hurt you. And I don't mean being stupid, I just mean that you learn that the object of the game is not to love less, but to widen the way you love, and to expand it and transcend it and understand that the lesson and the wisdom and the growth that you have gotten from the resiliency of the trauma or the pain or the goodbye or the letting go will always outweigh whatever you thought wasn't worth it. And that's why regrets really aren't worthwhile. Because everything means something. And that's better sweet. And, you know, I was not in this space. A few days ago, I mean, I was in a very different space. And I really was worried about, like... Things ending and how I was going to deal with that and manage that and deal with with transition and letting go and all of that that comes with when you're vulnerable and you share something with someone. But I picked myself up by my bootstraps and I made myself go out and I went to this amazing show and it was wonderful and there was great energy all throughout the air and um, it was all queer bands and just really unexpected positive energy, and it really, um, it really, it really made me happy and made me really think that it's 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 okay to let go and start anew and fill yourself with good heart chakra warmth and energy, um, and. I have a a playlist that I want to share right now. Uh, A mixtape, so to speak. I'll call it the bittersweet mixtape. The first song is Dark Scar by Lovers. Uh, The second song is Girl Germs by Bratmobile. The third song is Werewolf by Coco Rosie. The fourth song is Never Ending Math Equation by Modest Mouse. Number five, Destroy Everything You Touch by Lady Tron. Number six, Little Lungs by Anne Horse. Number seven, Thought Train by Megan Rose. Number eight, Credit Card Babies by Men. Number nine, La Familia by Myra. Number ten, Tiny Heart and Clever Hand by Tender Forever. Number eleven, When We Swam by Tao. Number 12, Human Boy by Anli. Number 13, Ladytron singing Beauty. The song is Beauty, the band is Ladytron. Number 14, That Time by Regina Spector. Number 16, Moby singing, doing Southside, so Southside by Moby. Number 17, I Don't Mind by Slumber Party. Number 18, Sleep Instrumental, Kimya Dawson. And number, oh, sorry, that was 17. 18, last song, Ginger by Lovers. And um, yeah, I just want to, those are all wonderful songs. And in that order, that's my mixtape for for this transition time and processing. So um, thanks for listening. If you wanna follow on Twitter, you can follow at queerpodcastpdx. Let's see. Yeah, at queerpod... Sorry, at queerpodcastpdx. If you have any questions, you can message me on there. I wish you a wonderful beginning of fall. I want have lots of cinnamon, unless you're allergic. I hope you have lots of sex. I hope you have, and if not, I hope you have lots of meaningful, warm energies. And I hope that this season treats you well. All right. Out of I'm me a sweet to goodbye. everything that we've been through. Keep touching, touching slowly, Jesus, slowly, then let go then of let my, go wrist. my wrist. My breathing's, my breathing's getting breathing's heavy. heavy. Red river, Red river runs, runs through, this. through this, across the across calloused the hands, 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 kept hands kept safe between my tits. My tits. Enter, Enter penetrate pen- me, treat me pen- this pen- sweet, pen- hidden pelvic Kiss blistered index finger finger just to show show that that I I exist exist. out of me into you and everything that we've been through.